The Ready, Set, Grow podcast is sponsored by Ag Expert, software designed for Canadian agriculture. Visit them today at agexpert.ca. Welcome to the Ready, Set, Grow podcast, where we like to showcase startup and early stage companies, as well as hear stories from interesting people in the agriculture and food industries. Today, we are here with Diana Laternus and guest Alex Villeneuve, Director, Founder, and CEO at Cirrus Solutions. Alex, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and Cirrus Solutions? Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure to be on this morning. Um, I started Cirrus Solutions in college um, at the Brewmaster and Brewery Operations Management at Olds College. Um, before I came to Olds College, I was really passionate about local food and craft beer, and I was completing my chef's apprenticeship at Nate. Um, been fascinated by fermentation um, since high school. I was making uh, sodas and and, um, and kombuchas and, and non-alcoholic uh, beers and things like that. Uh, so I was always really excited about it. And uh, I was hoping after school to open up a restaurant, which combined food and beer pairings, kind of both of my passions. And I uh, decided that it was it'd be a really great time to go to the brewmaster program uh, at Olds. Um, yeah, so I went to Olds College and I found uh, that there's a tremendous amount of waste called uh, craft brewer's grain or spent brewer's grain that's produced by the beer brewing process. Um, and typically it's, it was given to farmers uh, to use in a feedlot program, but now since there's so many new craft breweries opening up, uh, most of that grain is either thrown away or composted. So I thought that was a really big shame to be taking the best malt grade barley in the entire world and throwing it right into the garbage. So I took some Ziploc bags of this grain from the on-site brewery here back to my dorm room closet. I uh, ordered some mushroom spores on the internet and I started growing oyster mushrooms in my dorm room. Um, I guess the thought process behind that was I'm going to have the coolest food beer pairing in the history of the world. It's, you know, I grew this food off of the beer that you're drinking. Um, so in those dorm room tests, I found that uh, not only did the mushroom grow more quickly, but it was bigger, it tasted better. I've got one here. Um, so it was, it was a really great product. So I was like, wow, this is really exciting. I'm going to have a really cool dish. Uh, but the grain, which is usually quite fibrous coming from the brewery, I had started to get softer as the mushroom grew through the through it and started digesting it. It really broke it down. So that prompted me to send in some nutritional uh, tests to a feedlot company in Calgary just to see what kind of chemical change was taking place and why it was getting so much softer. And I found that for every week that I grew the mushroom in this grain, the mushroom compost or that residual grain that was left after I harvested the mushrooms is actually getting higher in protein, uh, which makes it an even more valuable livestock feed than when we start. So not only was I able to, in these initial tests, take the grain from the brewery, uh, upcycle it into these really awesome mushrooms, but uh, the grain and mushroom roots were actually more valuable as a livestock feed than the, some of their components. Um, so, so we're actually unlocking more animal accessible proteins. Uh, we're degrading really complex fibers and turning it into protein. So, uh, yeah, it took two. I took a two two little pieces of paper and a mushroom, and I took it over to the researchers at the college, and I said, you know, I think I have an idea here. I've never, you know, I've never fed cattle before. I've never really grown mushrooms before, um, but I think there could be some value in doing this, um, since since this waste is such a huge problem. Uh, yeah, they, they were willing to take a bet, so the college got me introduced to some, some government funding agencies, some uh, business plan pitch competitions. They helped me. Uh, get my first business plan together and I was off to the races. Wow, that's super cool technology. And I know you've um, actually franchised this business. And so can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, so it's come quite a long way since our <laughs> since those two Ziploc bags. Um, usually, when a student starts a business growing mushrooms in a storm room, it's very it's very different. Um, so we we've scaled it up now um, to a modular processing system. So uh, I took what I learned from my initial benchtop testing and and you know, tens of thousands of pounds of mushrooms that we've grown um, to refine it down to this point where it's a turnkey modular system that. Um, we can really easily implement anywhere in the world. Uh, it's really exciting. We're not limited to just craft brewer's grain. We can use any kind of a fibrous agricultural waste. Um, it has a very similar process. So we can use coffee and sorghum and, you know, corn and pretty much anything that you can fit inside of our, our, our pasteurization equipment, you can turn into a, a really great mushroom product. So depending on local availability and um, depending on what's, what kind of biomass is produced readily, that's what we'll use. Um, so it's exciting. We're looking at a few um, few options to, to scale it up, but we're starting with a, a large facility in Calgary, sort of our commercial demonstration facility, uh, and that's going to automate a lot of the systems that I have right now. Um, it's going to help us get this congruent data collection in place for our food safety programs, and uh, yeah, we're going to use that as our cookie cutter for uh, all future expansions. Hmm. That's so interesting. And so, um, you know, what types of things uh, or different companies do you partner with or, or do you on this? Is it just, you know, straight, uh, you know, your idea and you buy all the things or are there other partners that you partner with? Yeah, so, so in, initially uh, I did absolutely everything myself. Uh, my dad and graphic came down and we did all of the, the plumbing and wiring and welding and uh, like there's a lot of duct tape and bail twine for the first few years to kind of make everything work. Um, and that was really necessary for us to understand what we needed moving forward. Um, we just wouldn't have made it without, without testing like that. So now something that works, you know, really well, uh, it's quite manual. There's a lot of valves and levers and whatnot, but now that we know exactly what we're looking for, we, we've partnered up with a process automation company and, um, light and heavy manufacturing companies to uh, essentially package up everything that we've developed into these uh, low cost modular systems. Uh, so yeah, we work with uh, probably five or six different partners to make sure that we have the highest quality Canadian made um, equipment and automation. Uh -huh. So what would you say some of your challenges are, Alex, in this, in this process or that you came across? Many, there are many, many uh, challenges developing this process. Um, there isn't really a book that you can just open up and, and read. There, there are a few mushroom cultivation books, but they're um, quite focused on this method that's very, very labor intensive and uh, has very high contamination rates. Uh, so that's how I started out. I, I started out reading books and watching YouTube videos and uh, just trying to get the system, or get, a, get a system that worked. Um, Craft Brewers Green, it's a really great mushroom substrate, but it's kind of like working with rocket fuel. Um, it's got so much sugar and protein. Uh, so so if, you, if you know what you're doing, rocket fuel, fuel is really great. It, it takes you to space. Um, if you don't know what you're doing, it's, it's kind of a bomb. So uh, we found that a lot. Uh, it was a like, tremendous process to get the contamination or eliminate the, the contaminants from the air. And it was a really big process to try to get the environmental conditions just right to you know, make the mushroom that's so much bigger and so much nicer than what's already available. Um, so there, 
we've been working on this for just about five years now, and um, yeah, it, it was a pretty steep learning curve at all of those points. Um, and I was really fortunate to have received uh, some some grant funding, like I mentioned, and some prize money, and a, quite a bit of my own funds in there as well. Um, but we were able to experiment with this sort of incubator space at the, at the college where you know, we could afford to make mistakes and we could afford to screw batches up and we could afford to innovate um, in a place that didn't kill us. Like a regular mushroom farm couldn't have afforded to have thrown out or, or composted that much product because you know, the new systems weren't working. Um, so we're really fortunate. But yeah, there's a lot of issues along the way. There was um, heating issues, there was packaging issues, there was pretty much everything you can name. We, we, we've had a problem with so uh, it's exciting to have gotten to a point where it's working every single time and consistently and we have very few problems yeah uh, i guess so the biggest we can't grow enough <laughs> yeah I can't grow exactly that you so the demand is quite high for your product then yeah so we can grow a, a variety of mushrooms uh, all the mushrooms that would typically grow in a tree in the wild um so they're called saprophytes um just means that they digest trees uh so for some, there's kind of a niche medicinal market and there's a niche like up and coming market. Um, so, so those ones would have a, a quite a low market saturation. We, we top out at a few hundred pounds a week. Uh, but these guys, they, uh, chefs already know what to do with them. Uh, they know that, you know, they're, they're really great as a protein replacement. So a lot of vegan and vegetarian restaurants use them as a meat replacement or they do all kinds of creative dishes with them. Um, so th this one, the blue oyster mushroom is a is like a staple for the operation. Those ones uh, you can sell quite a lot of. There's quite the demand for it. We're we're really fortunate to be producing quite a lot um, and very consistently every week. So we can partner up with hotels and food processors. And um, depending on where everybody's listening, if you look for honest dumplings products, we uh, most safely sell these IGAs. We're in their truffle oil mushroom dumpling and their spicy oyster mushroom dumpling. So. Uh, you know, for the longest time, we probably wouldn't have been able to grow enough to supply them. Um, uh -huh. so, yeah, we've really got the, the system down. So are you in all parts of Canada or just uh, in your local area? Yeah, we're operating from our old facility right now. Um, so we sell mushrooms. The, the main market is hotels, restaurants, um, and food processors. So uh, the Honest Sampling is... Uh, exporting its product to BC and you can find it there. Um, it's all over Alberta. Um, I think those are the two right now, but they're continually looking for new markets and things. We don't export the fresh mushrooms. We find that there's enough of a market here and what differentiates us is the locality, the, uh, the quality, um, and the story behind it. So you know, if we were to take this mushroom and send it to, you know, Wisconsin or something, then it's lost a lot of its, what, what, what makes it special. It's, you know, um, the chefs want to identify with where their food comes from. They want to know the story behind it. They want to know that you know local people harvested mushrooms and made the mushrooms. Um, so even though this is a really great high quality product, we like to keep it regional. So as opposed to as opposed to you know making a mega factory in Alberta and then shipping out mushrooms everywhere, um, they have a really short shelf life, so they're quite difficult to ship. It's actually easier for us to set up a facility in every province, state, and territory and, and tell that same story. And it, it's, it's an important story. Uh, I think as we've seen that localized food production is is really important and there's really no reason it needs to be more expensive than than the stuff that's being imported. Um, you know, if you're working efficiently and if you have uh, 
really great quality standards and um, and you're using locally available biomass, there's no no reason that it should be 10 times the price. So that's what we're doing. We're trying to make the uh, mushrooms and local food uh, like massively scalable, affordable, and um, sustainable. That's, that's amazing. Um, do you have any, I guess, advice that you would give to small entrepreneurs starting their own business? I know you've been in this space for about five years, so uh, I'm sure you have had some interesting uh, stories. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I guess it depends on the stage that people are at, but uh, things are incredibly difficult. Um, if you're if you're doing something innovative and you're really pushing the boundaries, it's it's it, it's a really hard thing to do. Um, so there'll be times where it seems like it's absolutely not worth <laughs> worth pursuing, or or that there's absolutely no way anything will work. But I think it's important to keep in mind that, um, that there is a way through it, and if you if you work with your advisors and with your team that you can find a solution. Um, but it, I think it's really valuable to say that it's not easy. I think there's this, this glamorous idea of what a startup is and this, you know, Silicon Valley sort of, um, sort of thing, uh, or it's glamorous. And if it's not working, it's not perfect, but you know, if things are difficult. It means you're doing something worthwhile. Uh, but, but I wouldn't go into it. If anybody hasn't started their company yet, it's it, like, like be really sure you want to do it because it'll it'll like kind of consume your whole life. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's what I say. I wish somebody had. Well, people did tell me when when I started. You know, this is going to be very difficult. And are you sure you want to do it? I'm like, I, I don't think I understood the gravity of the um, <laughs> of that question. So I think it's, that's important to keep in mind uh, for for people starting out and. And, and that there's a, a tremendous amount of support for startups as well. You don't have to do it alone anymore. It's not uh, it's not all on the founder or all on the, the founding team to uh, to do it. There's accelerator programs and there's grant funding and there's prize money and there's community groups and there's you know Facebook groups for entrepreneurs and there's you know television shows now and you know there's there's all kinds of things. There's there's a really great support network. So um, I think it's valuable for people to to take advantage of that. Yeah, thanks. Oh. Yeah, uh, thanks for sharing all that information. Um, before we head out, is there anything else uh, you'd like our viewers to know about? Yeah, so we're uh, we're going to be launching our, our capital raise here in the next couple of weeks. We have some really exciting initiatives that I, I can't share with uh, everybody today, but we'll hopefully see you guys again soon and be able to talk about those um, in a future episode. But uh, we're launching a capital raise. You can find our website at www.cres-ab.com uh, and it has our contact info. So if anybody would like to learn a little bit more, uh, that's a really great place to find, find some info and be happy to chat with anybody. Uh, there's a great video. It shows the mushrooms growing in time lapse and they, they really do quite, grow quite quickly. So it's, it's kind of fun to see. Um, it, it kind of gives an overview of the entire process. Um, do you have any last questions, Diana? Um, no, I just, I, I think it's an amazing story. And I know when I first heard it, I thought like, wow, like taking that, you know, barley waste and making premium mushrooms uh, for restaurants and for grocery stores and that kind of thing. It's just a neat concept and, and good on you for being an entrepreneur in that space and, and delivering that because I think uh, everybody 
appreciates having those nice mushrooms locally. And um, yeah, I wish you all the best, Alex. And so, yeah, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thanks very much for having me. It's exciting to tell people about what we've, uh, what we've, what we've accomplished here. I'd just uh, like to thank our listeners for uh, tuning into the podcast today. And uh, thank you again, Alex, for sharing your story and about uh, series solutions. And uh, we look forward to uh, hopefully talking with you again in the future and just seeing what you can do uh, with this amazing project.